Good morning. Welcome to the podcast of Emmanuel Evangelical Lutheran Church, Alexandria, Virginia. I'm Christopher Esgit, pastor of Emmanuel, and we're broadcasting this morning from Emmanuel, where a very small group of us are gathering at church for the divine service. Because of the coronavirus, gatherings of 10 or more are not allowed, so I hope you're doing well, and I am praying we will all be able to worship together at Emmanuel very soon. Today is Utica, the fifth Sunday in Lent. The Gospel is from the eighth chapter of St. John, verses 42 to 59. Jesus said to them, If God were your Father, you would love me, for I proceeded forth and came from God. Nor have I come of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? because you are not able to listen to my word. You are of your father the devil, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and does not stand in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a liar and the father of it. But because I tell the truth, you do not believe me. Which of you convicts me of sin? And if I tell the truth, why do you not believe me? He who is of God hears God's words. Therefore you do not hear, because you are not of God. Then the Jews answered and said to him, Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, But I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. And I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks and judges. Most assuredly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. And the Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham is dead, and the prophets. And you say, If anyone keeps my word, he shall never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who is dead? And the prophets are dead. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I honor myself, my honor is nothing. It is my father who honors me, of whom you say that he is your God. Yet you have not known him, but I know him. And if I say I do not know him, I shall be a liar like you. But I do know him and keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced to see my day, and he saw it and was glad. Then the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Then they took up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple, going through the midst of them, and so passed by. Let us pray. Almighty God, by your great goodness, mercifully look upon your people, that we may be governed and preserved evermore in body and soul. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you and the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.
Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Do we not say rightly that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Strangely, Jesus issues a rebuttal for only half of this insult. I do not have a demon. But he says nothing about not being a Samaritan. Now, of course, Jesus isn't a Samaritan. His mother Mary is Jewish, and Jesus is born in Bethlehem of Judea and raised in Nazareth of Galilee. He's not a Samaritan, so why doesn't Jesus reject being a Samaritan as well? Here there is a mystery hidden for us in the scriptures. For the word Samaritan in Hebrew means keeper, like a guardian, a protector of the people. It appears in Psalm 121, where God is the Samaritan. God is the keeper, guardian, protector. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. When I discovered this in my studies, I wanted to make sure that this was correct. So I asked my friend Nabil, who grew up in Palestine and who is fluent in Arabic and Hebrew. And I asked him, is this, is this correct? Does the word, does Samaritan really mean this? And he says, yes. And not only does it mean the things that I have told you about being a keeper or a guardian or protector, it's used today for the police who keep or guard the city to keep it, to keep them safe. So when Jesus says that he, when he rejects, when he doesn't reject being the Samaritan, he's identifying with the Lord who promises to be the keeper of Israel. The Lord is your keeper. It is as though Jesus is saying, you say rightly that I am a Samaritan, for I am your keeper. I will guard you in the time of pestilence. I will keep you safe from the contagion that hangs over you. Though you are anxious in the night and worry, I who keep Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. I am your keeper. I am your good shepherd. I am your guardian. I keep watch over you. Therefore, let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Behold, there is more to this mystery. Jesus does not deny that he is a Samaritan, so we will know that he is the rescuer who appears when the priests and Levites have failed. He is the good Samaritan who rescues the man left for dead. Who is that man? The man who went down from Jerusalem to Jericho? He is Adam. He is mankind. He is you. He is us. Man left his place in the city of God and went down to make his own city where man would reign in place of God. And this left him wounded. We are dying. This coronavirus, novel though they may name it, is nothing new. If you run a search for pestilence in the Hebrew scriptures, you'll find it all over the place. The plague is not just a Middle Ages sort of problem. 
Contagions brought down Roman emperors and terrified Palestinian shepherds alike. We dwell in the land of the shadow of death. It has been ever so since the fall. We thought we were safe. We thought that the government and the doctors could save us. The quarantines are good reminders that death is invisible. It is lurking, and it will find us one way or another. But he who is our keeper, he who is our Samaritan, comes down to breathe in our poisoned atmosphere. He goes into the ditch. He braves every terror that haunts us. We left him, but he comes to find us. We rejected him, but he makes himself neighbor to us. He does not practice social distancing. Here is his promise. If anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. If anyone keeps my word, keep. Sounds like obey, doesn't it? And that throws me right back into the ditch. For whoever keeps the whole law but fails in one point has become guilty of it all, says St. James. The one who does not keep the law will die. But Jesus is speaking here not about the word of the law, but the word of the gospel. Dr. Luther gave us a simple way to remember the difference between the law and the gospel. The law says, do this, and it is never done. The gospel says, believe this, and everything is done already. The law says, do this, and it is never done. The gospel says, believe this, and everything is done already. How can we keep Christ's word? We hang on to what he said. What did he say? Father, forgive them. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Unless your righteousness surpasses that of the scribes and Pharisees, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not your righteousness, his righteousness. The one that comes from outside you, the righteousness that comes from above. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and everything will be given to you. Your righteousness, your keeping of the law, is never good enough. His righteousness, his obedience, is gift to you. You can't earn it, but you can keep it. That's what the word amen means. Yes, it's mine, gift received. I will keep this and treasure it all my days. Thank you. You have that word, so the promise is for you. Be not anxious. Be not afraid. Jesus says, you will never see death. How can that be? I've seen my father die. My friends have died. I know I must die too. So what does Jesus mean? I shall never see death. The scriptures speak of the death of a Christian as sleep. One asleep with no frightening thoughts, no terrors in the night. And though the world counts it as death, the soul is alive, and the body waits for the resurrection. Remember what Jesus said to the penitent rebel, Today you will be with me in paradise. And the body which sleeps, it shall rise again. 
Jesus is our Samaritan. Jesus is your Samaritan. He is your keeper, even in death. You need not fear the pestilence that stalks the world. Your job may be in peril. Your retirement may now be in shambles. But he who made bread in the wilderness, will he not give you your daily bread? Your Samaritan, your Jesus, comes into your ditch, takes your place, and says, Judge me. That's the name of this Sunday. Eudicame. Judge me. It comes from Psalm 43, and there it means, Vindicate me. Plead my cause. But Jesus, the sinless one, comes to stand beside you. And he says to the Father, Judge me instead. Judge me. And let this one go free. That's the word you keep. Hold on to it. Never let it go. And be not afraid, come what may, for your Jesus is your keeper. He will never let you go. In the name of Jesus. Amen. The peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. We stand 